Welcome to another episode of Fight the Burnout. Uh, today we have uh, Astrid McNeil. Uh, McNeil, sorry, my bad. Um, I'm always horrible with names, but hey, that's okay. I'll let you introduce yourself in a second. But Astrid and I have known each other for a couple years. Again, she's another one of my Date with Destiny uh, good friends. Uh, a lot of, met a lot of cool people there. But uh, when I reached out to everybody from there, uh, Astrid jumped back to me and she's like, yeah, I'll be interviewed. So Astrid has, what is it, 15 years of experience in doing project management. I'll let you introduce yourself because I know I'll get it wrong. <laughs> so Astrid, why don't you take it away? Tell us a bit about yourself, your, your history, and um, you know, kind of what you do and how long you've been doing it, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, well, uh, and, and finally, you got the hard part of my name right. <laughs> um, okay, I'm actually going to go all the way back because I was actually born in Romania oh, wow. um, and immigrated to the U.S. when I was nine. And so that was kind of part, I don't know, I, I think it's, it's always useful to know that part of my life because I think it creates the person you end up being. So um, anyway, so came from Romania via Germany into California, grew up in Northern California, fellow Californian. Yep. Uh, was that? Yep, definitely fellow Californian. Where, it's real quick, because I didn't realize that. Whereabouts in Northern California? Uh, Concord. East, East Bay. So go from San Francisco to East and... Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, I'm, for, I'm further north. I'm from Reading, way, way, way up north. <laughs> Oh, okay, got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> so anyway, so then I went to MIT and I got my bachelor's and my master's from MIT. Um, and then I, uh, I think one of the many wonderful things they taught me, well, I don't know that it's wonderful, but one of the things I came out of was a, like a, an official workaholic. Right. Um, and so I went into corporate America and did some amazing things, lived around the world, was an expatriate, got some really cool stuff going. Um, but I also got a divorce, which was not so great. <laughs> then, you know, I was, I was like, wait a minute, this was kind of the first really big thing where I set myself a goal and just crashed. It took me seven years to crash and burn, but it was a definite crash and burn. Um, and so that kind of made me re consider what I wanted to do and and realize that I was a workaholic and I basically had um, on a very a number of different levels but one of the big ones was since we're talking about burnout it's focusing on the one thing and losing yourself in the process and so that what you know getting a divorce allowed me to really understand you know kind of dig into and figure out well, well what what led to that how did I how did I achieve that particular goal that I wasn't looking for so what, how, how can I avoid that in the future um, anyway now I'm, I've been married for 17 years um, my new uh, not new anymore 17 year old <laughs> he had three kids and so we uh, I moved and was in uh, Colorado with him and helped bring up those three kids, which was a really cool and amazing experience. And then we had our own kid that we I made. <laughs> I say, 
made one and brought up the others. And, uh, and somewhere along the line, we figured out, um, I, I was a global marketing person, so I got to travel all over the world. Mm. Amazing, like if it was, you know, Tuesday, it was Paris because I was in the medical device world. So, you know, I'd go from Paris to Milan to Singapore to whatever, and that didn't suck, but it's not great for mm -hmm. children and baby and all that stuff. And so we kind of took a look at it and thought, okay, it's, it's back to that kind of burnout thing. You get to experience it multiple times. Yep. Yeah. And so I actually quit and quit for a couple of years. And then uh, now fast forward, I am really blessed because I get to do what I love, which is new product development, medical mm. uh, devices. Uh, again, I work for a corporation rather than for myself. I have had a stint um, doing my own business as well, but this right now, what I've got going on is my season of parenthood and work. I've decided I don't want to be 100% parent. Um, I also don't want to be a workaholic and so I'm working to strike that balance. And, and what I've got going on right now is nominally 30 hours a week of, of a job, which means I'm still working 40 plus hours, <laughs> but it means I'm not working 60 or 80 hours. Yeah. Means, and, it's that nice little I, middle ground. <laughs> yeah, and I, and it means that I, if I want to take a Friday off, I can. My boss is cool with that. And if I, you know, if I want to take the afternoons off, I can. Right now with COVID, um, we get to do self-directed homeschooling. Or not self-directed, teacher-directed homeschooling. So I get to take a block of time out and, and use my brain and create change in the world and my in two ways, right? As a parent, teaching my kid and being, you know, the best parent I know how, and then at the same time, uh, making new products for the world and it's medical devices. So to me, it's like really making a change in the world. I love that. So. No, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, you must be absolutely crazy busy right now as well with work, with all the COVID stuff, trying to come up with new things to, you know, make impact faster. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, so Astrid, what would you actually define for yourself? What would you define burnout as? Like, what does it look like for you? Um, or has it looked like, you know, what, it, what would you really, if you honed down and you had to tell somebody what for you, you felt like burnout looked like, what would, what would you say? Yeah. So, yeah, you, I was listening to a couple of your previous uh, podcasts, which were super cool. Thank you. Those were, I got some nice little nuggets out of those. Um, and somebody said, you cannot burn out doing something you love. And I beg to differ. You can absolutely. I have, I have been blessed to do things I love most of my life. Yeah. You can absolutely burn out. And to me, what, it, um, what burnout means is you become unidimensional and you've lost yourself yeah. in whatever it is that you're doing. So you can, and, and you no longer have every, you know, we're all we all have multiple facets to us, whether it's, you know, your, your spouse and you're a business owner and you're, you know, maybe you've got spirituality, whatever you have. In my case, I've got parenting and I've got, I'm a friend, I'm a, I'm a relative, I'm a whatever. And I think when you burn out, you just like super single-minded and you have really lost connection with yourself, never mind 
whatever else. Or you're being everything, you know, a lot of, I think, moms, especially, I don't know if especially, but working moms and, that, and moms with multiple kids, they just lose connection with themselves. They don't even know who they are anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, I think it's, it's losing the um, excitement, like this springing with which you wake up in the morning you're like oh dear god another day and you dive right into whatever the thing is that you're you've lost yourself in yeah no, I, I totally agree with that yeah they um but you know i th- i i think if you love what you do it maybe takes a little bit longer to possibly burn out in it but with anything you can burn out in it if you're not um if you're not looking after certain things that, you know, and actually looking at, well, looking after yourself in general is my personal opinion, because like you said, you lose yourself. You know, I love being a police officer in the beginning, but then a few things happen and I lost who I was and didn't know exactly how to forcefully and quickly react to that and actually find myself again. So yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, you definitely can, burnout and yeah you know that feeling of loss of yourself is is yeah i can totally relate to that one (laughs) and and the funny thing to me is also it's not like you don't burn out you're just slowly slowly losing you know for me it's i stopped taking care of myself that's how i know i'm burnt starting to burn out and so then um you know maybe i used to exercise five days a week now i only exercise three days now only one now only once in a while now i don't remember <laughs> when the last time you know that's yeah that's kind of i think why we burn out is it doesn't just it's like it's a slow slow thing and then all of a sudden you look around and you don't know who how, how you lost connection with your essence yeah i totally agree with that you lose it's not it's definitely not a snap of the fingers incident or an overnight thing it's definitely gradually kind of creeps up on you and then next thing like for me i know what i realized that i was burned out was i mean my wife she tells me she kept na- she kept going what's wrong what's going on you're not yourself blah blah but i remember a couple real hardcore incidents and even i can look back to when i first started in the place i was probably already burned out after i came out of what we call college because I I lost my shit at somebody because they cut me off and that's not me (laughs) and and so you know you 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 start to see you know especially if you're paying attention like what it was me I was paying attention you know if I was paying attention it was like oh I'm doing things that I wouldn't normally do and I didn't realize at the time but you look back on you're like oh there's all these telltale signs along the way um So yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely creeps up on you and all of a sudden, you know, I don't know about for you, it'd be interesting to know, but for me, when I got burned out, I, if I look back on it, I recognize that I was trying to feel something like me. I lost all my emotion. I'm an emotional guy and I lost all my emotion. I had stuffed it so far away. And then I started doing stupid stuff like guys do just to get that adrenaline, to get that feeling, to actually feel something. But it had, I kept having to do more and more. It was almost like a drug addict, but mine was for adrenaline. Interesting. Yeah. For me, um, I kind of, um, I lose my playfulness. Mm. You know, you and I have done Tony Robbins is that feminine energy, especially since I do new product development. So I lead teams. Um, so I do a lot of kind of not, I don't, that's the thing is I am not my best version of myself and I am more the command and control version of myself versus the, 
like you said, like losing your shit and somebody cutting you off. Like seriously, like who cares? Like seriously, you get an extra two seconds in your life. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so, so Astrid, you know, you've been through burnout. Obviously, we can always get back to burnout because it just is something that, especially when we're productive and we're passionate people, it is actually quite easy to burn out. But um, tell me, what have you learned to, you know, what did you learn to overcome that, those stages of burnout that you've been in in your life? As well as what do you do now to prevent yourself from, you know, from experiencing that burnout? It's, I mean, your question came so apropos and that's why I kind of jumped on it because I was like, oh crap, I'm having to, I'm realizing I'm doing it right now because like you said, my work hasn't, I am blessed because not only do I have a job and my job's very like intense right now, it's, it's not slowed down one bit, it's gotten a whole lot more intense. Mm. There's that and then now I'm also very determined that my kid, uh, the California system has closed school for the rest of the school year. Wow. So you're looking at school. <laughs> they're like distance learning I'm like yeah that's a good you know that's not there no not for nine-year-olds for you know a 15 year old a 13 year old yeah not for so so I'm trying to like do that and and one I had read this wonderful article that was really freeing that said stop trying to be like the professional and pretend like none of this other COVID stuff is happening it's like embrace that you know you've got there is oh and this is another one that i love is there is no such thing as work-life balance sometimes it's work sometimes it's life sometimes it's work and life and sometimes the work and the life or the other way around you know so um that was you know that was the holy shnikey so i am actually in that burnout stage a little bit right now so I can tell you exactly what I'm doing right now. Oh, <laughs> perfect. And, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that, Astrid, because I know there's especially, you know, I know everywhere. I mean, here in New Zealand, we went, like, we took our lockdown crazy. Like, they literally shut us all in our houses and only essential workers could leave. Like, we could go out and go for walks, but you would literally, they shut down every business except for supermarkets, gas stations, hospitals, like, the essentials. And what feeds like the hot, the the grocery stores and stuff, but otherwise everything is shut down. You can still work from home, but everything's shut down. And yeah. so schools, same thing. All of a sudden, people are their kids are around them all the time. Some people that's a blessing. Some it's like, oh my god, like I've got a client that was like, oh my god, they're dairy farmers, and they're like the kids. I just cannot get them to just go do stuff. I'm like, this should be a blessing for you. My mom took me out. Yeah. My mom took me on a boat for five years because she wasn't, wasn't spending enough time with us. <laughs> it was like, but, you know, this is a perfect time because I know there's going to be so many people that are in your situation that are busy, you know, busy moms or dads that are working hard, that are still working. And also now they've got to teach their kids, like you said. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm really intrigued on what you're, what you're currently doing. The grocery store thing is not like a 30-minute thing anymore. Now it's like an event where you got to get a mask. And you, you might be standing in line for an hour before you even get in there. And then you don't find any flipping eggs. So you got to go three places to get or toilet, or toilet paper. Forget the toilet. I've given up on the toilet paper. <laughs> forget it <laughs> yeah exactly you're exactly right okay so here's what so so and and this is the thing um my hint and i think this is the other thing that's important for everyone to think about is 
this is my story and yours is different and my well is different than yours so you know just there's no right answer there's no one way so my tell is i stop um taking care of myself i try to meditate and um and in a, about three minutes in, I'm like, okay, this, okay, I can't, like, let's get on with this. I have no time for this crap. And I'm like, oh, that, really, you don't have 10 minutes for yourself? Oh, oh, we've gotten into a problem here. So that's my tell. So here's what I tell myself is there's, uh, are you familiar with Stephen Covey? No, I'm not, no. He's super cool. He was, I think, super big in the 80s and 90s all sorts of like business stuff but he tells a story of two guys having a race uh and they are to saw uh saw as many logs as they possibly can and they've got a given amount of time and so i think in a day how many logs can you saw in one day right and so go they both start going and they both saw like crazy 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 you know, at some point, one of them, you know, they're both sweating, it's crazy. At one point, one of them stops and starts sharpening his saw. And everybody's like, what the hell? And what was this guy doing? He was A, giving himself a little break, but B, he was sharpening his saw. So when he got back into it, he was more effective. Because mm. the guy saw was getting more and more blunt. So he was going like crazy, but not making as much progress. So for me, I remind myself that I'm sharpening my saw. I'm not going to get, you know, the, the time I'm spending on me is actually going right back to allowing me to be the best parent I can be, the best spouse I can be, the best, you know, employee, leader, whatever, making good, good ideas and good choices. If I'm burnt out, I'm going to shout at my kid i'm going to shout at my husband i'm going to shout at the person on the street and i'm sure they're going to shout at my team and i'm not going to be creative so who needs that like that is so so that's one is just understanding and just mentally going okay that time is not wasted you know it's it's investing in all that stuff that's important to me and then what i do is i um like right now is I just get mechanical. I know what's important to me. So I'll meditate and I'll fight through the stuff. I'll go for a hike and I'll make myself go for a hike and just listen to the birds. I'm not going to multi, I'm not going to call anyone. I'm not going to learn anything. I'm just going to listen to the bird and it's going to drive me crazy. And when it stops driving me crazy, I know that's when I'm, you know, so things like that, making sure I get, food and sleep and that sort of thing and I just schedule it in force it in and do it mechanically even though I don't want to until I want to and then I know I pulled my ass out of, <laughs> yeah. out of the no, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you broke it down because I know viewers will really, you know, and I say this all the time to people, you got to take care of yourself before anyone else otherwise you can't actually take care of anyone else at 100%. Yeah. And then you get frustrated because you know that you can give more, but then you're not giving more. And then, and I, um, it's actually interesting to say that I actually created, like I took Tony's triad and I actually turned it into a pyramid. And so you got his triad, you know, that you got the focus, the language, the body language on the outside of it, but then you got your layers and your biggest layer at the bottom is yourself Yeah. because it's the base. It's the foundation. You look after yourself, you can be there hundred percent and you can continually love what you do forever. Um, but if you're not taking, like you said, if you're not taking care of yourself, it, 
And I don't want, you know, listeners to think, oh, it's just one thing. It changes. Like I know for me, sometimes, sometimes it's sitting on the deck and just listening to my thoughts. Yeah. And then other times it's going for a motorcycle ride, going through the twisties and challenging myself. And that refills my tank. And yeah, um, yeah it's, um, and then, you know, then the, the next layer of my pyramid is, you know, your close family, your kids, your things like that. And then the tip, and then the tip is work and everybody else. And most people flip it upside down and they do work, kids, then themselves. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but no, that's some really good you know that piece that the, you know, I, I listened to you guys talk about the whole like put your mask on before yep. you put it on. Yeah, yeah. I get that intellectually, but in reality, you can hold your breath for a long, long time while you're putting masks on other people and then suddenly you're not feeling something. <laughs> suddenly you're passing out and everybody's going what happened to astrid <laughs> so you got, say astrid say i know you've looked after a lot of teams in the past and i'm sure you have a team underneath you and stuff as well people that you're working with and things like that what do you do or even you know family can be your team what do you do about you know for your team to help make sure that they're not burning themselves out i that one's hard because I think everyone, like I said, everyone's got their own piece to it. Um, and they, they have their own, there's no, like if there's no, like if I see you being burnt out, I, I can't force you to decide to slow down. You gotta decide for yourself. So what you can do is check in and be available. And if somebody is, you know, maybe, maybe a model it, right? Make it possible. So one of the guys on my team right now is an even harder position than I am uh, because he's, he and his wife are both working and he's got an 18 month old and a four year old. Right? So, so one of the ways I'm trying to make it is I, you know, he's trying to be professional and there's nothing to see here sort of thing. And I'm like, yeah, It'll be okay. You've no, you're no less of a professional. You're no less capable. And I have made it a case where, you know, like when you, before you and I started, I let my kid walk in. He's like, what you doing? <laughs> what I'm doing. And it's okay. And that's another part of my life. So I kind of, if anything, I try to model it yeah. and do virtual happy hours so that, um, you know, we get some downtime or sometimes I just tell him to stop and it's good enough. Put, put the work down, walk away. <laughs> and sometimes people need to be told that. Sometimes, like, I remember when I was go, 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 and, you know, I just, like, throw myself, because when I was at work, it was like, you know, I, I was fine. Like, and it was, it was just, I'd just be like, okay, cool, let's just go, go, go. And, you know, I'd, get to, I'd be like, okay, cool, yes, I get to go to work because I'm distracted. Yeah. It is. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's good having a, it is good, you know, that's good that you are there and you're like, you can identify it and you're like, well, he needs to have a little break. Just go, go have a break, have, have a rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And modeling it and saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm, my Fridays, I'm going to try and take off and be with my family. So peace out, guys. That means it's okay for you guys to do the same, right? Yep. And the less like on it and in your face, <laughs> when I'm working, that doesn't make me a slacker in the least. I'm all over it when I'm there, but I've got that. So I make it, and then so and at home, what we've done, uh, my husband has um, 
it was his idea initially, which was we have a weekend where there's like no plans. Mm. We've instituted a, what, what I'm calling a PJ, pure joy. If you want to be in your PJs, that's cool. If you want to get on a bike ride, and, but you're not allowed to do any home projects, no chores, none of that. Like you barely feed yourself and you play and whatever you feel like doing. Yeah. And it's, in my world, it needs to be scheduled straight up. You can't schedule on it. It's, it's in there. You can't, you know, cause I'll be like, oh yeah, we can do that. No, no, we can't. It's our PJ day. It, we're we're yeah. just family and that's all. So that's been helpful. And then the other thing that's been um, helpful is to do quarterly plans as on a family basis where we actually check in on like, what are we going to do for fun this quarter? And actually checking in. And I think that's been really, and that's why catching myself burning out now versus, you know, six months from now and it, you know, and all hell is breaking loose and I'm passing out from lack of oxygen. It's I check in and I go, okay, what, how did the, you know, what did I accomplish the usual stuff that you would do in a quarterly plan, but what did I do for fun? What, you know, what was our adventure? How are we doing on the self-care and what's our fun plan for the next quarter? Like what is going to be our thing that we do as a hobby or whatever? And, and for me, and I think it would be completely not cool for a bunch of people to do that, but for me, it helps to just kind of have that in mind, like that check-in and go, oh, okay, wow, I don't even know what we're doing for fun anymore, what I'm doing for fun anymore. I better like get on that and figure, remember what the I think is. I think check-ins are huge. I mean, I don't think, me thinking about it personally, I don't think having a check-in could be a bad thing at all because you do, you check in with, and you, because you, you know, you've got a schedule in there is you're having a check-in and it's not just the thing of, Hey, how's it going? Like we do every single, like I've gotten myself out of that. If I'm asking somebody how they're doing, I really want to know. It's not a blanket. How's it going? And it's just a space filler. Mine's like, how's it going? I really, I, I want to you know, lay it on me. Come on, give it to me. You know, even if I'm asking a checkout person, it's like, hey, how's it going? But a lot of times, you know, they're not in that place of where they'll actually say it. But somebody asked me, how's it going? And it's like, oh, and you, you'll, you'll hear my life story. I don't care. <laughs> Whether you want to answer back or not, good for you. But it gets it off of me. <laughs> it, but what it does is that's, that's, again, taking care of myself and checking in with myself because it gets me, and I've, it's taken a while to do it, it gets me to actually think about it. How am I actually doing? How am I actually feeling right now you know i had a client of mine message me and she does it from time to time she goes hey chris how's it going and i'll be like oh you know business is shit or you know i'm doing this but this is how i'm how i'm overcoming it. it's not just the problem thing but that whole check-in thing is you know it's it's made me go i really need to schedule those check-ins in because i have a tendency to I'll, i know what i'm feeling burned out but i don't check in before i need you know um, and I'm, I'm getting better at it, but I think that check-in is, it, like you said, is so important because yeah. you're not checking in on yourself or your family or your relationship or work. You know, you think about work as a manager, I'm sure you check in with the people all the time where they're at with what they're doing yeah. because otherwise things won't get done. <laughs> so well, here's, here's another thing you can do to help you with that is to say, not only how are you doing, but how am I doing? And in with your spouse with your your even your kid like my kid will be like you're yelling at me a lot i'm like 
oh, oopsies, you know, or or with your your team as well. It's it's uh, I think all around feedback's a gift. Yeah, it is. Oh, and it's and it's and it's it's not taking it as criticism. It's taking it as somebody cares about you and they're saying, oh, like your son, you're yelling at me a lot instead of going, no, I'm not. Going, oh, am I? Okay, maybe I am. <laughs> maybe I need to look at that. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Yeah. So, so Astrid, you know, you're a busy lady. You're a busy woman. You got, you know, family, kids. You're a lot, especially right now. Surely you have, like, I'm a why guy. I like to ask why a lot. So tell me, what is it that you feel is your why or your, you know, you could call it your purpose uh, that keeps you driving uh, when things are easy, but also more importantly, when they're hard. Right. Uh, so there is no an one answer, right? The, when you first mentioned that one, there's, there's a, that question is made me immediately being a workaholic, made me immediately think about work. And that one to me is changing lives. And that's why I've been in the medical device business. And that's why I make new products because I know for a fact that products that I have helped bring to the world have, have saved lives, which is, I don't know. Like I, I, could I make video games in the future? Maybe it's, it's it'd be hard right afterwards is like, I know my work is changing lives, saving lives, improving lives. And that, that is a huge, why for me, um, and I love this phrase, somebody said it to me, and I, um, it's always, it's like coming to work with a sense of purpose and leaving with a sense of accomplishment, and not just the work, but my day, with a sense of purpose and accomplishment. Um, on the parental side, which is, you know, and the spouse side too, but on the parental side, I have, have my grandmother as was my, here is my hero, um, she's passed away. She would be 101 now, but um, she set up a really good example of what love looks like. What a, you know, both and my grandparents showed showed me what what a marriage looks like. That's loving in 50 years and going strong, and what um, what it feels like to be loved and parented by someone. And that is, I keep her and my grandfather in mind, and I'm like, am I am I doing as much as I can. They're on a pedestal, so I'll never reach them. But, you know, am I, am I, am I in towards that direction or am I far, far away from that? What would, you know, if they, if they were there right now, what would they, would they say, keep going? Or would they be like, ah. yeah. <laughs> That's, those are my two whys. Um, am I, um, so in my personal life, are the people around me, um, feeling more uplifted, happier, better because I have interacted with them. Um, and that's, that's a big why for me on the personal front. And there it is. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you know, we don't have a specific why that covers our whole lives. Like we have why for work. We have, you know, they, they, they blend together, but they don't, you know, like I'm sure, you know, you, you, you're saving lives, but you know, then when you're with your family, you'll still be going, okay, I'm with my family. I'm spending time with my family so that I can go back to work and save, you know, save lives and be full when I'm there. So I'm going to actually, 
so they do kind of blend together, but yeah, there are separate wise for different things, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I like that. So, so Astrid, if there is somebody out there say that is in their job or, you know, in life and they're going, I don't know what my why is. I don't know what my purpose is, you know, um, yeah. maybe having that midlife crisis or maybe they're just kind of getting into life. Maybe they're a teenager and they're going, I don't know. Um, what advice would you give them to help them, you know, kind of figure out what their why might be? You have kids, yeah. you've done this with your teenagers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a couple things. There's one, um, one is start when there's no right answer. Um, two is that why changes over time. Right? So it's okay. It's not like it doesn't have to be your why forever. You know, I mean, Robin's got his why and kind of kept with it. But there's different phases for most of us to change. So just take it easy. If it's not right, you can change it. It's okay, you know? So just keep that in mind and don't get hung up on it too much. I'm a big fan of journaling on that one. Um, sometimes I will journal stuff and I will ask myself a question or even go to sleep, ask yourself the question, let your subconscious work on it, wake up in the morning, journal on the question, and again, and again, and again, and stuff will come out that you're like, who wrote that? Oh my God, you know? Uh, but in terms of knowing, knowing yourself, um, one is I'm gonna do a shout out to Gretchen Rubin who did her year, uh, uh, My Year of Happiness. And she's got this um, four tendencies quiz, which I think is super useful to know how you approach life. And so we could, you know, I could give you the link or whatever and you can look it up. But it's just the four tendencies quiz. I think if you Google it, you can go. And that's kind of, it's interesting knowing yourself. So, and the Tony Robbins work that you and I have both done is knowing yourself. But in terms of figuring out, and I've been in that, because if you think about it, okay, well, you, I didn't share this with you. So, I got out of MIT and I'm, you know, I have a really fantastic job and I'm, you know, I've got the thing that every kid wants, you know, you've got a hell of a couple of degrees, you've got a great job, you've got the whole shebang and I was like, not, I'm like, is this it? Is this it? I'm like 24, 24 and I'm not really all that happy and so I had to figure out again there's no right answer. And what I figured out, and I, I got help um, figuring this out, so I didn't create this, but the thing that helped me was figuring out what is the thing that brings you joy? Mm. Thing that you would do, and if, you know, you, you would happily, if you, you would do it, nobody had to pay you for it, you just would do it, and you lose hours doing that thing. So there, and we all have a list of things that, that, and then there's another list where we're good at whatever it might be. And you're good at organizing people. You're good at talking to people. You're good at making people feel good. You might be good at, you know, baseball, whatever it might be, you're good at it. And I think a lot of us, and there's a lot of things that we're just naturally good at and we go, ah, that's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's not, not hard for me to do it at all. It's because it's because it comes naturally to you and it's not natural to other people right and so keep those two things together and bring them together so in what way what are the different things you can be doing where you're, where the thing you're naturally good at that just is effortless 
comes together with something you would do for hours, fun, and you're just going to be like unstoppable, right? And there's usually three or four or five different ways or 10 different ways. And I, I like, let's say you like music and, and you like plants. I don't know, just put it, put it together. So is there a way to bring music and plants together? Is, is there a way to teach kids with plants and become a teacher of music? I don't know. Or is there a way to bring music into, let's say you're a physical therapist, is there a way to bring music into your physical therapy and add to that? So there's just, there's just ways. And, and once you figured out the things that you love and the things you're good at, then go talk to people and have them kind of noodle with you and journal on them. You know, do things like we're doing right now. Talk with people. We, I get, I've done, what is this? I think this is my 10, uh, 11th, 12th episode I've recorded. Yeah. And I've done new things about it every single time because I'm talking to different people about the same exact topic, the same exact question, asking the same thing, but getting different. And it's, it is, you, you know, taking those things, finding what you love, finding what you do enjoy doing, and then, you know, do try, you know, if you can't figure it out, there's somebody out there that'll help you give you that'll give you that idea that you know brainstorm with people it's interesting you said that because my wife used to say it all the time she's like you got to do what you love my mom used to say it all the time you got to do what you love and then i was completely burned out i took two and a half months came back to the u.s from new zealand bought a motorcycle and rode around went from northern california all the way to houston and back nice camping forced myself to get out there meet people force myself to talk to people I met up with my uncle, who's a mainstream actor in that, and he had just got back from filming. He was in Game Night, and he was he had just finished filming in Game Night, and he got back and he caught up with me, and we we're having a beer and a shot of I don't even know what it was that we had, but it literally, I arrived at his house. He's like, "Sweet, I just finished mowing the lawns." He's like, oh, "You know, we're going to go down to the bar." I was like, "Okay, cool." I think it was like one o'clock in the afternoon or something, but, and um, we get there, and he goes, "You know, Chris, you got to figure out what you love." He's like, "When you figure out what you love, it's no longer work." It's just, you know, play pretty much. And he's like, I just finished filming this movie. He's like, I absolutely love what I do. He's like, I'm off doing it. And then he's like, I finished filming. And he's like, and then there's a big fat check in the mail. And he's like, and it's just a bonus. He's like, I didn't, he's like, I did it because I love doing it. Not because I get the check at the end. He's like, that's a bonus. Yes. I think that is, it is, it is. But I like your thing of finding those two things, bringing them together. And then even brainstorming with people on how because yeah we can't figure it out and you know you said that thing about journaling and just digging into it over and over and that's such a great thing and I um I learned a tool like I always thought this same thing as well but then I learned a tool from Tony and Dean as well and it's literally asking yourself why is it important for you to be successful like they started off why is it important for you to be successful you could be why, like for, for the, my clients that want to get into the police, why is it important for you to be a police officer? Whatever the topic is of your life. And then whatever that answer is, it's why, why is it important? Why, why, is it, why is it important for you to, and then whatever that answer was. Right. And then right. you keep digging and digging and digging. And then like so many people is, is caught that want to be cops or, you know, they want to, they want to help people help the community. I'm like, okay, cool. Why is it important for you to help the community? <laughs> And it, you dig into it and you realize that, you realize that, wow, I was so surface level. But when you get that deep level of, you know, some of them, like one of my clients was, I want to prove to myself 
and to my dad that I'm not going to abandon people. And that's why they want to be a cop. And once they figured that out, like the whole world just got out of their way and they just like boom, just forward in their fitness and everything. So yeah, it's, um, and you know, not everybody finds it right away and it takes a while, but yeah, no, I like your idea of finding those two things, bring them together and figuring out what you can do there. Yeah, but because the other thing is, I think that we don't realize is you're good at whatever you're good at because you like doing the thing that you're good at. That's how you ended up getting good at it. Yeah, yeah. And another, a few other people that I've interviewed are like, you know, do the things that you enjoy because when you're doing those things, you're filling yourself up, you're filling your tank. When you're doing the things that you really don't like to do, yes, sometimes we have to do them and we do have to get through it and you need to learn how to, but as soon as you can, get it to somebody who loves doing that, especially if you run your own business or even you know, as yourself, you know, even if you're working with people, I say this to my clients all the time, I'm like, if you don't enjoy doing something at work, find somebody that you work alongside with that loves doing it and trade what that you love that they do. And so that you guys are more productive and in turn everything, you know? Yeah, I, I, I was going to tell you a story. I've got a girlfriend at work, and she, I, she's, I love her nerdy passion, and I know that if I give her a problem in, in Excel or a computer program of any kind, and, I'm like, and I don't have the patience to it, I'm like, I know it's possible. I want to do this. want to play with it. She's like, I don't have time for that. I'm like, that's cool. Okay. Three days later, she's like, all right, here's how you're going to do it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It, you, and you do, you find that thing. And when, when you love that thing and you know, it. Yeah. And she's so thrilled. Like, she's just like, nailed it. I'm like, I know. You did. And I tell her, I'm like, I know she's like, you did it again. Didn't you? I'm like, yep. <laughs> but and that's, the, and that's the thing is that when you find that with people, especially if you're a manager or something like that, you find that with that way to get people to do things, then like they light up and that's what, then that's actually filling their tank, getting them so that they don't burn out, you know, and you can do that yourself. And, you know, for people that are listening that don't know what their why is in that, start playing around with it. Just play around, with it. try new things. Like you said, just try new things. Um, so, um, because one thing I think that that took me a long time that I also was some of the advice I was telling my kids is know that work is is not called play because it does have some suck in it. They call it work for a reason. So don't think that because you're doing the thing you love. So even your uncle doing the thing he loves, I guarantee you there's some suck in there and you just can you cope with the suck. And if you can cope with the suck, then you go through it and you go, here's the suck. Ah, I found the reason it's called work. Fantastic. Okay. I'm going to power through it and get like, let it go. Cause I know I used to be like, this is the best thing ever. And if it like, if I, when I found the suck, cause there's always the suck, I'd be like, oh no, oh no, this can't possibly be the thing I love because I hate this part. That's, but every part yeah, no, I, t you know, and, and you live yeah. with the suck. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta have this, and you know, you gotta have the suck, as you call it, so that it pushes you and it challenges you and makes you grow. So the thing you love, you love even more. Yeah. And you know, I always say this all the time: is I'm like to everybody, I say everything is happening for you. Life happens for you. Anything that absolutely happens, it happens for you, so you can be who you are right now. 
you know, and Tony says this in a different version and sometimes the same thing, but everything happens for you for a reason. It's so that you can be, you know, it's like I have one client who didn't pass their fitness test to get into the police. I was like, you're not meant to be in the police right now. I'm like, but I want to be. I was like, yeah, I know you want to be, but you're not meant to be right now. Maybe if you had gotten in right now, maybe you were going to get killed in line of duty. Maybe, you know, who knows what, hopefully we never find out. Right. But everything happens for a reason. I know I had to go through the stages of burnout and PTSD and depression and all of that, getting massive fights, almost having a divorce twice. So I can be doing what I'm doing right now. And it's created who I am right now. Exactly. Would you trade that? Nope. I would wouldn't you, trade all the pain for anything. Right. And would you be as good as you are at what you're doing right now? Nope. Nope, I wouldn't. And I'm sure you wouldn't be either. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So what would be one piece of advice you would tell listeners when it comes to um, what you do, you know, <laughs> you know, when it comes to, when it comes to being a mother and also a very, very successful business person, you know, oh. what would be one piece of advice? Um, I think the big one is know that there's no such thing as work-life balance. That is a myth, and especially as moms, we're forever let go of the guilt and put that shit down because we're just gonna not be able to do. There is no work-life balance. There is you'll do work. There'll be a season of work. there'll be a season of you know really focusing on your kid where you can be good. And oh, by the way, you need to be a good spouse. Otherwise, bad things happen. And like then you are a single parent. That's not fun. So you know. Um, and demand, and I'm not great at it, but demand time for yourself. In my case, I need to just schedule it in and robotically go do it. I've learned that I have to do it first thing in the morning um, to get my me time and just block it out and protect it like a lioness. And um, when you um, want to give that up, think about, what kind of person you are when you are not giving that gift to yourself. Are you being the, the sort of partner, worker, leader, whatever that you need to be, you need to be if you don't give that to yourself? And the answer for me is I'm not. So then that drives me to do it. So, and then give yourself a break. We're just not going to get it right. A hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent, you know, you just not, you can't, it's, it's just life. It's interesting. Your first thing is that work-life balance, and it's it's funny. Like so many people say, I want you know, you know, you can have everything, or you you know, I want everything. And it's like, now you got to sacrifice things if you want to be a real successful person, but you also want kids. Realize one or the other is going to get more of your attention. Yeah. And you know, you can shift it. Like I know my mom. My mom was super successful. She was told that it, when she graduated high school. She was the least likely to succeed. She went to them, fuck you. And she ended up, you know, having the most successful chiropractic clinic in Northern California. And, and, and then, but then she realized, oh my God, I don't even know my kids. And I was 13 at the time. She goes, my kids are becoming teenagers and I don't even know them. And then, so she went drastic and she went, okay. And she was traveling around the world doing diving and stuff. That was her self time. She was going off and doing diving underwater photography and that she was watching the world change. And she was like, I don't know my kids and I'm watching the world completely like go to the same place two years later. And it's completely different. So she's like, 
went complete drastic and went, we got enough money, we got enough stuff in the bank, let's go sail around the world. And so literally went from not knowing us to really knowing us. <laughs> so, you know, and you don't have to go drastic like that, but it does, like you said, work-life balance, it shifts. And so sometimes it's more work, sometimes it's more life, but that whole thing of looking after yourself, that has, to, for me, that's a non-negotiable. Because if I'm not looking after myself, I can't be there for anybody else. I can't be here and be as energetic as I am, you know, on these. I'm just drained and I'm not there for clients. I'm not there for my wife. I'm not there for my puppies. I'm not there for family, you know. So, yeah, no, I um, am. It's really hard as a mom to do that because think about it. I mean, for nine months, literally, you've got someone sharing your space let alone you're you know you're not sleeping because that kid is kicking or you know whatever and then you get into the baby stuff so so it's really hard in this whole myth of work-life balance like it was so liberating for me to go okay i can have it all just not all at the same time mm. i can have the kick-ass career and I can be a great mom and I can do all of that and I can make some back. but if I'm trying to be the best PTA mom ever and like CEO level you know that's just gonna drive me and maybe that's even possible but then you need some help hire outsource shit you don't want to do you hate laundry get rid of it you know if you don't want to cook you have to get, get rid of that whatever but I mean there's just I think too many of us think we have to do it all. And that's where the burnout comes in. I was just going to say that. As soon as you feel like you have to do it all, holy cow. Like, it's like, I've got to do everything. And it's like, well, if you have, to, if you feel and you're focused on the fact that you need to do everything, you're just going to drain yourself so quickly that you're just going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be that mom that's rocking in the corner with a glass of wine going, I can't do anything. <laughs> So Astrid, so if somebody is looking for you, they want, you know, say they want to reach out to you, they want to pick your brain on something. One, are you open to it? And two, if they are, they want to, you know, be like, okay, maybe they want to get into the field that you're in and they want to know how to get there the fastest or, you know, they want to, they want to pick your brain on how to, you know, maybe something resonate with them. How can they get in touch with you? A good question. I don't know what to do. I'm at, because at this point I'm a corporate person. Um, is it ridiculous for them to reach out to you? Because I'm totally open to it. I'm just not, I don't have anything set up as a so I think I think I think with knowing that, yeah, you know, reach out to me, leave a comment, you know, reach out to you know, send me a message, that's totally fine. Um, but I think also if there is somebody to say in corporate or is somebody has a LinkedIn account, I guess LinkedIn because you're on LinkedIn would probably be yeah, there's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the, that's the way through the LinkedIn message me. Yeah, sweet. So, you know, so I'll put your, I'll put your link, I'll put a link in the comments below um, or in the description below that has a, a link to your, to your LinkedIn. So people can reach out to you. But at, you know, at, at worst, if you, if you need to just reach out to me, I'm always here for anybody. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't even have to be this episode. If you have something that's dire. Good that's, Chris. <laughs> and no good deed goes unpunished. No, no, it doesn't. That's definitely true. Um, so yeah, so, you know, if you need to reach out to Astrid, just find her on, on LinkedIn, uh, Astrid McNeils. Um, she is there. She's really easy to find. Uh, and last question I have for you, Astrid is what is one thing you would tell viewers or listeners to help prevent or counter burnout? What's your one golden tip? Um, I 
Traffic, you can prevent it. <laughs> so embrace it. It's recognize it early and take measures. Um, and when you're high, um, capture the thing that is making you feel like you're sparkling. And write that down for yourself so that when you are starting to feel the burnout, you can remind yourself what are the things that were making you sparkle. Because it's different for all of us. That's the thing. Capture what you're, when you're high, capture what that looks and feels like and all of that. Because there is no, that's, that's a losing proposition. We're all going to burn out because we're passionate, right? So when you do, it's okay. Go read that thing and get back to that spot. I like that. I like that. Yeah, capture that thing that lights you up and then just focus on it and re keep redoing it. Um, yeah, I guess that's a kind of that's kind of a double-edged sword question, isn't it? And you first want to bring it up because we'll always go through burnout. I think it's just the different stages. Yeah. And it's just it's just going, okay, how can I I mean I guess for me, I define burnout as the very fucking the very, very, very bottom. So for me, the beginning stages of burnout, like I'm like, I'm constantly going through burnout. It's like ever a weekly thing. It's a stage of burnout and I can feel myself hitting that stage and I go, okay, no, I don't want to hit rock bottom again. So, okay, what do I need to start doing? To, to, and that for me, it's self-care, but yeah, no, it's finding that one thing that lights you up and just so you don't hit that rock bottom where you're like, nah, fuck it all, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, Astrid. Is there anything that you want to add for viewers and that before we, before we wrap up? I think that's it. I think I've uh, said enough. Awesome. Thank you, Astrid. Again, I really appreciate your time and I appreciate you for being on another episode of Fight the Burnout. Uh, you know, we we strive here to just give people tools so that they don't hit that, as I call, rock bottom um, or, you know, help limit that, that, that factor from happening. Or if they're already there, help them, you know, pull, claw their way back out of it because it can be a horrible thing for yourself, but also you, the people around you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, remembering people, everybody who's listening, uh, like, subscribe, comment, review, all those fun things, please, so that we can get this out to more people. Share it. Um, you know, let people know about it because there's a lot of different episodes here. There's a lot of different people from all walks of life that can, you know, that, that give their experiences, and I'm sure something will resonate with you from somebody. Uh, and new episode goes live at least every Friday, 6 a.m. New Zealand time. And thank you all again for listening. And thank you again, Astrid. And love to everyone. I think this is amazing.